So let's just start with Friends of Mine. Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. I'm still driving, I ain't slowing down 
There's rules I'd love to break and bend Mistakes I've made again and again But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around I hit it hard, man So far, man No laying up, no holding back And a good Wednesday morning, St. Louis and all parts North, east, south, and west. We welcome you in. This is the Window World Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court on kevinslaytonshow.com. You'll hear the podcast later on, on this website, on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google, Anchor, and any place you listen to podcasts. But we bring you the unvarnished truth, backed by facts and evidence every morning live right here from 7 to 9 Central Time. Kevin Slayton with you, and we're glad you're along for the ride on this hump day morning as the hurricane bears down on the uh, panhandle of Florida and then across into Georgia and the Carolinas. Nothing makes me laugh harder than watching weather people standing out in the middle of knee-high, almost waist-high water, telling everyone to stay inside. Isn't that the best? (laughs) And they say the same thing over and over again. This one guy keeps saying, uh, this water acts like it's supposed to be here, but it's not. I didn't know water acted like anything. But the storm surge is brutal. If you have people in Florida, keep an eye on them. I have relatives down there and keep an eye on them now. But all is good so far. It's interesting, every time you see these hurricanes, they're all different. And you think to yourself, if you're a Florida resident, you've been around there for a long time, you think you start to get a little bit blasé about them probably. But the none of them are the same. This one looks to be one of the biggest ones I think I've ever seen in Florida. Looks like it's covering almost the entire state when you include its bands. But the eye is going over a mostly unpopulated area, which is... Good news. Very good news. But the rest of the world doesn't pause. It continues on its downward decline, especially in this country. We're going to expose for you today this lunatic racist that occupies the White House with all of his racial meanderings through the years and how just the other day, He's calling us all white supremacists again. And even though he's the racist, he says that's the greatest domestic threat we face today. His own racism, I guess. Because he has to be speaking about himself when you hear the comments. Victor Davis Hanson will respond to them as only he can. You're going to hear some emotional testimony from yesterday's hearings in Congress on the two-year anniversary of the murder of 13 United States soldiers, brave men and women, the murder at the hands of Joe Biden in Afghanistan two years ago yesterday. You'll hear 
not only from a soldier who was there on the ground, gravely injured, but also the father of Jared Schmitz from Wentzville, who passed away in that murder by Joe Biden. Mark Schmitz will testify very emotionally. Lisa Booth is going to weigh in on unmasking Biden. Charlie Hurt will be along to tell you Biden's biggest problem. Two liberal lunatics, Eric Swalwell and Akeem Jeffries, will be trying to embarrass themselves by defending Biden. You'll hear the little black lesbian liar, LBLL, yiping like she's a little dog, while Jake Tapper, the liberal fool over at CNN, tries to tell her that people aren't up to accepting Biden anymore. You'll hear for the first time John Eastman, one of President Trump's lawyers, who's also a co-defendant. He was indicted in Georgia. He speaks out before his arraignment. That's unusual. Very unusual. It's incredible stuff. And you'll hear the racist liberals like Andrea Mitchell and her ilk and Jamal Hill try to call Nikki Haley a racist because she says she fears heals up Harris as president. So if you fear a complete bumbling, incompetent boob as your president, it must be because they consider her black, even though she's not. She considers herself to be Indian. That's how she was sworn in as a senator. But the race baiting is in full bloom in this country right now. And you ask yourself, well, why is it picking up now? Well, the liberals never really give it a break, but they're picking it up now because they're knowing as they get more and more desperate that they have nothing to offer the American people in terms of solutions. Absolutely nothing. So they have to start calling everyone a racist and a white supremacist, and Donald Trump is the leader of that group. And so, therefore, Donald Trump must not be permitted to run for office. I got news for you. If the head of the Ku Klux Klan ran for office, I would defend his right to run, so long as he qualified. Who do these people think they are to tell someone they can't run because they don't like them? Here's how you express your displeasure. You vote against them. But we can't have that in this country anymore because fair elections have gone out the window. We might as well be Afghanistan in terms of voting. But the racial divide has to be stirred. The racial animus has to be stirred by Biden, the chief racist in this country. Man who hates black people. Probably isn't crazy about Hispanics either unless they're mowing his lawn. But that's about it for him. He's disgusting. And Lisa Booth will tell you just how vile he is a little bit later on. Our phone lines, as always, are open for you, 636-348-4460. In order to get through that hurricane, man, I tell you what, if I was down there in Florida, I'd be having a Monster Energy drink right now. Sugar-free, 10 calories, no sugar. But I'd get that extra boost of energy. You bet your booty I would. I'd also be ready and focused for any emergency. 
because Monster Energy Drink sharpens my focus. I know that it's sort of a, a down period down there because everybody's kind of bummed out about this hurricane. But, man, if you want to enjoy your life, associate yourself with Monster Energy Drink, go to one of their events. They throw big parties. They make the events the coolest event you'll ever see. They bring your favorite bands into your hometown. That's what Monster Energy Drink does, in addition to giving you that gut punch of energy. It's fantastic. Monster Energy Drink, unleash the beast in you. Well, you look around, if you live in the Midwest and you live in St. Louis specifically, you find something to smile about. You can't find the Cardinals. Although last night they won an extra inning game against the lowly San Diego Padres, and the Cardinals acted as though they won Game 7 of the World Series. I don't know when this walk-off celebration began for regular season games, but it's truly annoying. You want a baseball game that doesn't have a whole lot of meaning. Especially when you're 20 games under 500 in last place and threatening to be the worst team in the National League by season's end. Because that's where the Cardinals are headed. They can't overcome the Royals or the Oakland A's. (laughs) Talk about woeful. And probably not the Colorado Rockies. The Cardinals trail them by seven games to be the worst team in the National League. That would be hard. But as the Cardinals sit right now, they're 18 games out of first place on the loss side in the weakest division in baseball. That's pretty sad. Craziness. Absolute craziness. Who would have thought that? Absolute insanity. Text from a friend of mine in West Orlando. Just getting minor outer bands of wind 30 miles an hour. One to two inches of rain. They're in good shape in Orlando. Carpe diem Orlando. Good for you guys. Tampa, St. Pete area. Just got a text. If you got people down there, they got dumped on pretty heavily. A lot of thunderstorms still pouring, but going to be done there pretty soon. But they're not going to flood. Carpe diem, St. Petersburg. But, man, there's some damage going through that panhandle. What do they call that? The Big Bend or something like that in Florida where the panhandle comes into play with the peninsula? But that is one big storm. Category 4 when it hit, uh, made landfall just a, about an hour ago, I think it was. But anyway, back to my diatribe. <laughs> As you look around you, you can't believe you're in the United States anymore. I've never seen a country so undivided by race, divided by race. The population of this country has no issue with race. For the most part, I mean, you're going to have blacks who hate whites and some whites who still hate 
blacks for some reason. There are always going to be those people. You'll never get around that. But there is no great movement of racism in this country. We are not a racist country. We're anything but. And it's time to be proud of that. Because if you go back to the days of slavery and fast forward to today, look at the difference. As we get into Biden's racism, as we move along this morning, a friend of mine, he's black. I don't know if he wants me to mention his name or not. But he sent me this text and he said, no one's talking about the recent black males committing mass murder against whites. However, white, woke, liberal, progressive Democrats claim racism about the recent white male targeting black people down in uh, Jacksonville. He's 100% right. Just back in July, four white people in their 60s were murdered for no reason in their very peaceful neighborhood by some black psychopath. Did Joe Biden comment on that? I didn't hear a word. I didn't hear anything about black supremacy or blackism, black racism, whatever he would call it. Not a peep. That wasn't all. Back in May of 2019, remember Emmanuel Sampson, black man, stalked into a church, said later he was intent on killing at least 10 white people going to church. Incredible. I don't recall Biden as the vice president. I don't recall him uh, saying a word about that. I'm sorry, as a private citizen, I guess he was then. But I don't hear. I don't hear. I don't remember him saying a word about black supremacy. Boy, he's got a mouthful today. You'll hear it all. As we go along, again, our phone lines are open at 636-348-4460. Let's take you to those emotional hearings yesterday in Congress. These were the Gold Star families. Ten of them were there in Washington to say their piece. The theme is pretty consistent. They really hate Biden. They hate the ground he walks on. They hate his excuse for a life. And a former soldier, Tyler Vargas Andrews, who was on the ground there, literally on the ground after the bombs exploded, but he survived, and he tells us what he saw. The withdrawal, the withdrawal was a catastrophe in my opinion, and there was an inexcusable lack of accountability and negligence. The 11 Marines, one sailor, and one soldier that were murdered that day have not been answered for. Then a flash and a massive wave of pressure. I'm thrown 12 feet onto the ground, but instantly knew what had happened. I opened my eyes to Marines dead or unconscious lying around me. A crowd of hundreds immediately vanished in front of me, and my body was catastrophically wounded with 100 to 150 ball bearings now in it. Almost immediately, we started taking fire from the neighborhood, and I saw how injured I was with my right arm, completely shredded and unusable. I saw my lower abdomen soaked in blood. I crawled backwards seven feet, roughly seven feet because I thought I was still in harm's way. 
My body was overwhelmed from the trauma of the blast. My abdomen had been ripped open. Every inch of my exposed body, except for my face, took ball bearings and shrapnel. <clears throat> How difficult is that to listen to? Imagine your body with 150 ball bearings in it after a bomb exploded nearby. And somehow he survived. But you can tell how scarred he is. That's on Biden's hands. Biden did that to that young soldier. In some ways, Biden should be double charged with 13 murders and I don't know how many attempted murders. Right there is an attempted murder. Tyler Vargas Andrews, who courageously came before Congress yesterday to testify to that. It never should have happened. But not only should it have never happened, no accountability. Because the coward had to keep checking his watch when the bodies were flown back to Dover Air Base. You could almost see that young man's mind picturing that day as he was talking about it. It was emotional for the parents, too. Mark Schmitz is Jared Schmitz's father from Wentzville right here in our area. He had some things he wanted to say to Biden when the bodies were brought back to Dover Air Force Base, when Biden was standing there checking his watch repeatedly, telling them all how he understood their pain because, after all, his son, Bo, had died in service to the country, even though that was a lie. Can you imagine how insulted those parents must have been at that, at that point? But Mark Schmitz bit his tongue, probably like most of the other parents who wanted to say plenty, but they didn't want to dishonor their young children, men and women, who had died at the hands of a murderous president. But Mark Schmitz in his testimony, emotional, angry, hurt, destroyed the myth of Biden the family man. Not a single general slapped down their stars, which should have happened two years ago when Biden ignored his reliable intelligence. Not a single person has been held accountable. Our so-called leader can't seem to even utter their names in public, not even once. Mr. Biden has run his entire political campaign for 50 years as the family man. Well, I've got news for you, sir. The curtain has been lifting and that campaign slogan will never work again. We have seen what's going on in your family, and even worse, we've seen how you've been treating us as Gold Star families. And there couldn't be anything more disgusting and cowardly than the way you have treated us. You are a disgrace to this nation. You have no business having ultimate command over our military, and I regret not saying that to your face when I had the opportunity in Dover. I can imagine how much regret you would have. But he had good reasons why he didn't say it to Biden's face in Dover. I felt it more like, more important to bite my tongue. But I also had more important things on my mind at that time, like receiving my son's lifeless body stateside. While I stood there on the tarmac, watching you check your watch over and over again, all I wanted to do was shout out, It's too fucking 30! Asshole. 
But out of respect to the other grieving families, I bit my tongue once again. Well, as you could probably tell by now, I'm done biting my tongue. You, sir, stole their lives, their futures, their dreams, and have ripped apart 13 families. You cannot even man up and admit that. You, sir, gave us all the title Gold Star Family. You, sir, discredit honor and integrity. Carpe quadruple diem, Mark Schmitz. Good for you, sir, telling that bastard off. And this coward won't even give an audience to these families who requested it when they came to Washington for these hearings. He wouldn't dare because he's too afraid of them. They were a useful photo op for him, that's all. Checking his watch, remember that? I can imagine those families. I I can only believe every word Mark Schmitz just said. You want to scream at him, hey, asshole, it's 2 fucking 30. Quit checking your watch. This guy is the most sickening person, the most vile, decrepit old man that ever walked this earth. He cares about nobody. He hates blacks and Hispanics. He can't stand white people because he just wants the money coming to him. The hell with the rest of the white people who are suffering. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about these soldiers, white, black, uh, Asian. Doesn't matter to him. Man, woman. He doesn't care about any of you. But boy, he loves to convince you that he does, right? And then yesterday he's speaking to a group and Merrick Garland was there. And Biden tried to convince the sycophants that are in the audience that, wow, I haven't seen Merrick Garland in some time. He went out of his way to say it, which tells all of us, we're not stupid. We understand you think you're playing us. You think your comment that you haven't seen Merrick Garland is something that we're going to sit back and say, well, then I guess there's no corruption there. I guess Biden wasn't behind the political persecutions of President Trump because he just told us he hasn't seen Merrick Garland in a long time. They couldn't possibly be talking. Attorney General Garland, haven't seen you in a long while. Good to see you. Secretary of Homeland, you think I'm kidding? I'm not. Secretary of Homeland Security, a guy who took the job. Uh, thank you for taking the job, pal. <laughs> <laughs> he don't even know who it is. He don't even know the guy's name. Secretary of Homeland Security, uh, thank you for taking the job, pal. <laughs> Whoever you are. Do you hear all the sycophants start to laugh and clap? I haven't talked to you in a long time, uh, Attorney General Garland. Uh, you, you think I'm joking, but I'm not. No, you're lying. Nobody thought you were joking. We know you're lying, though. You are the joke, but no one thinks you're joking. You're a pathetic joke at that. You're a pathetic, embarrassing old man. But your worst traits aren't that you're old or demented. It's that you hate people. You hate America. You hate everyone in this country. 
except the Biden family. And he's made that clear, hasn't he? As Tom Cruise would say, Crystal. Nothing funny about that. Lisa Booth is a commentator on Fox and a very good one, very smart lady. Unmask Biden for us, Lisa Booth. They were sold this lie that Joe Biden is this man of integrity. He's going to unite the country. He's going to unify us. He's going to bring stability. And none of that is true. Right. We're, we're dealing with the country of chaos economically over in Ukraine. We're dealing with a guy who has done nothing to unify this nation and, in fact, is trying to tear people apart. So I think Americans are waking up and realizing that they were sold a lemon. They were sold a lie about this guy who's actually a really bad dude. He is a really bad dude. And Lisa Booth is right. We were sold this lie, and he continues to lie and tell you how good the economy is working for you. Oh, it's working great for you. People were polled and said, are these things a problem for your family right now? Grocery prices, 87% yes. Gas prices, 85% yes. Utility costs, 81% yes. Eight out of a 10, almost nine out of 10 at the grocery line, think Biden's economic policies are an abject failure. Yet he keeps telling you how well it's working. You know, they called it Bidenomics as a joke, but guess what? It's working. Lisa Booth is spot on. It's a bill of lies. It's all they sold us. Everything about Biden is a lie. Tell us your favorite lie, Lisa Booth. My favorite Joe Biden lie is when he said that he went to go visit Nelson Mandela and he was arrested. In the 1970s in South Africa, and it turned out he was just sep- he was just separated from his colleagues at the airport. That was literally it. <laughs> that is one of the best. I can see how it rank as her favorite, but like picking your favorite athlete, it's very difficult to pick your favorite Biden lie because they're such good ones. I mean, they're just whoppers. And he tells them with a straight face to tell people that he almost lost his Corvette and his cat. In a kitchen fire. I mean, that's a beauty. If it wasn't, if the backdrop wasn't so tragic and sad with the Maui fires, that might have been my top choice. But I think my favorite is that Bo Biden died in service to the country. That's got to be a favorite lie. This guy has embarrassed and humiliated every soldier, every veteran, everywhere. He's trying to claim heroism for his son who didn't die a hero. His death was tragic. Any young person's death is tragic. Brain cancer is tragic. But it's not a hero's death. You didn't go over there and take uh, firearms to against the enemy, start shooting them, and then they killed you finally after you took out 20 of them. That's a hero. Bo Biden wasn't a hero. In fact, if we dig deep enough, we'll probably find that he was as corrupt as his dad. I mean, when corruption is that thick in the family and everybody else in the family is involved, are we to suspect that Bo Biden wasn't involved? My guess is he was. So it's hard to pick your favorite lie, but that's, I think, my favorite, is the Bo Biden lie that he tells over and over again. The only lie he repeats perhaps more than that is the kitchen fire lie. 
Because every time there's a disastrous fire, catastrophic fire, Biden wants you to think his house burned down. Nothing burned down. He didn't lose anything. And unless he parked his car, his, his Corvette in the kitchen, he didn't come close to losing that. Wow. Charlie Hurt, what's Biden's biggest problem? The problem for Joe Biden is he's been he's been in Washington for 50 years, 50 years. He's always been a liar. Everybody's known he's a liar. He's gotten run out of at least two presidential campaigns because he was lying. The problem now is he's he's become so senile. We don't know whether it's lies he's telling or it's just his senility setting in. And he's making up these crazy stories about Strom Thurmond. The one good thing about the guy is he's unified the country in one way. 77% of Americans don't want to see him run again. They want him to retire now. And that's a pretty good figure, if you ask me, in in politics today. If you can get 77% of Americans to agree on anything. Carpe diem, Charlie Hurt. But let let me tell Charlie this. He's old and he's a liar. These stories are not because he's old. He's been lying, as Charlie Hurt said, for 50 years. There hasn't been a moment in his life he hasn't been lying. So they might get embellished a little more, but the lies have been coming forward from Biden's mouth for half a century. And they'll continue until the day he dies. He's a born liar. But that doesn't stop liberal fanatics like Eric Swalwell and Akeem Jeffries, both liars themselves, embarrassing themselves by defending Biden. How could you defend Biden? If you were one of these liberal psychos, wouldn't you just remain quiet? Why would you want to ruin yourself if they haven't already? One day he's sleepy Joe. The next day he's corrupt Joe. I know people who are sleepy. I know people who are corrupt. I don't know anyone who is both. These guys just know that they are reflexively anti-anything Biden's doing. Are you confident when you look at what the Justice Department has done, when you look at the investigations into Hunter Biden that the Republicans have pursued up to this point, that there hasn't been any wrongdoing, everything's been above board? Yes, I'm extremely uh, confident. The American people know fundamentally that Joe Biden is a good and decent man. Akeem Jeffries must have an IQ of about three, honestly. I mean, every time I hear him speak, I think he gets dumber. And anytime you hear one of these crooks say, the American people know fundamentally, they always throw a word in there because they, they're they searching for another lie. They're buying time. What does fundamentally mean? The American people know fundamentally. What's the opposite of us knowing fundamentally? And I always love it when they speak for us. The American people know Joe Biden fundamentally is a good and decent man. What American people? You just heard Charlie Hurt tell you that 77% of the American people want him gone. I don't think they believe he's a good and decent man. I don't think anybody believes that after you've seen what the Oversight Committee and the Judiciary Committee have uncovered about Biden and his business dealings. After you've heard people like Mark Schmitz testify about what Biden did to them, Gold Star Families. Who thinks this guy's a good and decent man? Hakeem Jeffries doesn't think that. He's just a liar. Swalwell thought he was clever. I've known sleepy people and I've known corrupt people, but I've never known someone who was both. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
How about stupid and corrupt? That would be you. You fell victim to a Chinese spy. You're dumb and corrupt. But who do you suppose out there thinks Biden's a good and decent person? I don't even think Hunter thinks that. And then you've got some of these liberal media hags who are coming out now acting as though somehow, well, we've known all along that Biden's age is a problem and this, that, and the other thing. Jake Tapper, I mean, every time Jake Tapper says anything, I start laughing because he is the ultimate ass kisser for the liberals. That guy. That's the guy. Now he's engaging with the little little black lesbian liar, LBLL, Karine Jean-Pierre, about Biden's age. But I want you to listen to the yiping in the background. Is, Is Tapper talking? And while he's talking, is there a little, like, poodle yipping and yiping in the background? Talking about his age and his stamina and his ability to do the job, and you're talking about the record. And I understand why you'd rather talk about the record. But I'm talking about what Americans see when they turn on the TV and they see, you know, Joe Biden's been in politics since before, literally since before you were born. And, like, he's he's aged. Well, let's talk about As we all do. That was a yiping dog. It turned out it was the little black lesbian herself, the liar, Karine Jean-Pierre who, by the way, has gotten more annoying, if that's possible, than she ever was before. She's so sickening. She's so full of it with her lies. Her lies almost trump Biden's. She is pathetic, annoying, stupid, illiterate, and insulting to us. She thinks we believe her. Mostly she just dodges everything. Peter Dushy asked her if, if Hunter is still selling access to daddy. We know that uh, from a Hunter Biden associate now that he sold the appearance of access to then Vice President Biden. Are you confident that he has stopped doing that? That is a question for Hunter Biden. If somebody is selling the appearance of access that is, to the White House, that, that is a question for the White House. No, that is, that is your... Uh... You're, I don't know, how you're perceiving that. I am just not, Peter, I'm just not going to get into this. I'm just not. I'm just not. I'm just not going to get into this. I'm just not. That was a simple question asking her if the president's son is still breaking the law by selling access to his father, the president. There has been eyewitness testimony from a business associate of both of them, Devin Archer, that said that's what was going on. Peter Ducey's question is, has it ended? Is he still selling access? And she says, I'm just not going to get into that. So the press secretary for the White House in the United States of America refuses to categorically reject the thought that Hunter Biden is still selling access to his father. She wouldn't deny it. Wouldn't the proper answer, even though it would be a lie, be, of course he's not, and he never did. But she's just not going to get into it. That's how ill-equipped she is to answer a question. She's just not going to get into it. I'm just not. So if someone comes to your door and accuses you 
of robbing the bank down the street, would you say, you know, if, if these were the cops, would you say, well, you know, I'm just not going to get into that? Or would you say, I'm sorry, it wasn't me, and you don't have me on any video cameras because I wasn't there? That would be your answer. It wouldn't be, I'm just not going to get into that. I'm just not. Because you'd be arrested on the spot. You would vault yourself to the top of the list of suspects. I'm just not going to get into it, Peter. I'm just not. The arrogance just drips off of her when she tells everybody, I'm not answering anything. Not from here, because where I am, I'm here. I'm way above you. So, as we take from that, as any logical person would, that Hunter Biden is still selling access to his dad. She didn't reject it. It must still be going on. Now, that's ballsy, but nobody ever said the Bidens weren't ballsy. There's a difference between being ballsy and being a coward. You can be both. John Eastman is a courageous attorney for President Trump. He's been indicted by this criminal prosecutor in Georgia. I was surprised to hear him talk publicly even before his arraignment because mostly lawyers will advise their clients, you don't speak publicly because anything you say will, can and will be used against you. That's part of the Miranda warnings. But John Eastman knows what he's doing. And he's not afraid to speak out, and he knows exactly why he's doing it. Look, I've been speaking out all along. Uh, We did nothing wrong. We were challenging the election for what even uh, Vice President Pence described as serious allegations of fraud and numerous instances of officials violating state law. And if we can't speak out about that, then our freedom of speech, our right to petition the government for redress of grievances are gone. But also importantly, I'm an attorney, and, you know, the people that I was representing had a right to counsel. And what's going on here with the bar complaints against everybody involved in any of the litigation, this Fulton County complaint, the unindicted co-conspirators in the federal action, they're trying to stifle people from being able to get representation in election challenges. They've made that very clear that that's what they're up to, and we can't allow it to happen. We really can't. I mean, history is going to record... John Eastman, Donald Trump, Mark Meadows, all of these people that were indicted, history is going to recall them as heroes if they fight their fight and win, and even if they lost. These are heroes. They're standing up for all of the principles of this country. We have the right to freedom of thought. We have the right to freedom of speech. You can't take that away from us. You can't criminalize our thoughts and our speech This is unconscionable. And John Eastman is correct. It has to be stopped. And who else to stop it except this group of heroes? As far as this RICO charge down there, the racketeering charge this nitwit has brought, which of course makes no sense, she probably doesn't realize the elements that she has to prove in order to establish uh, that cause. But one of the elements is you have to prove that John Eastman, Donald Trump, and all of the other people indicted knew that Donald Trump lost the election but fought anyway and lied about it. Number one, you could never prove that, even if it were true. Number two, anyone who believes it's true is really sort of brain dead. All you've had to do is listen to Donald Trump talk for the last two years. No one believes the election was stolen more than he does, although I'm a close second, I think. But that's what they have to prove. 
John Eastman, can they prove that? They've got all the evidence. They've got all my emails. My phone was seized over a year ago, so they've got all that stuff as well. And I challenge them to find a single email or communication that supports that uh, implausible theory. Um, uh, the fact of the matter is, oh, you know, one of the other things they said, well, Bill Barr said there wasn't any evidence of fraud. Well, I had lots of evidence of fraud. And that's what we wanted to see. But then again, we had courts all around the country who wouldn't hear the case. And Laura Ingram was interviewing John Eastman, and she thought she was uh, smarter than he was, which isn't even close. And because she went to law school and clerked at the Supreme Court at one time in her life, she somehow thinks she knows more than practicing lawyers. What was funny is that she arrogantly claimed that it was hard for them to win any court cases because they didn't have competent lawyers ready to file cases. John Eastman's response to that. There were teams in place. There were lawsuits filed ahead of time. And until it actually happens on Election Day, the case is not ripe. Then when it happened on Election Day, the suit was rebrought and it was thrown out on latches grounds. Or you can't wait till your guy loses and then bring the case. So there were there were efforts. There were efforts to intervene by, by the campaign, by state legislators that were rejected. So when your liberal friends tell you, well, Trump lost all of those cases... You just heard John Eastman describe what they were up against. If they filed the the lawsuit before the election because of all of the cr- criminal behavior they've witnessed, the court threw it out saying you can't file it before the election. If you file it the day after, the court threw it out because they said you can't file it just because your guy lost. <laughs> so when are you going to file it? The answer would be never. They're never going to hear it. That's what happened. And it happened in every state where they filed these lawsuits. There wasn't a single election fraud lawsuit that was filed that was heard on the merits that I'm aware of. And no one has ever posted a lawsuit that was heard on the merits and a jury or a judge found it to be, you know, without merit. Not one. So what's the answer to these corrupt SOBs, John Eastman? The answer is not to just, you know, take a powder and, and, and concede, uh, because then it'll get worse on the next go around. The, the answer is to fight it with everything we've got, because what's at stake here is too important. People keep asking me, why don't you move on? Why, you, why do you keep focused on the 2020 election? I say, well, we don't need to get into the, whether there was fraud or not. There was clearly illegality. Uh, non-legislative officials changing the rules of the game up to the election in Pennsylvania, even after the election, uh, changing the rules of the game. And if we don't fight back against that, we'll never have a fair election again. And we will cease to be a people governed by the consent of the governor. Yeah. Those are the stakes here. He is 100% right, folks. What we have in this republic will cease to exist if we don't fight back on these people. Once again, I'll always remind us, George Washington... Had he adopted the attitude of many people in this country, well, I'll just sit back and let it go. We'd be run by the British today, probably by a tyranny. Although we are anyway. But it's time to fight again. It's time to fight these people with everything we have. And then keep fighting. And anyone who says, well, why don't you let go? Shut the F up coward 
because that's what people are who say that. They're cowards. And we are populated in this country with massive cowardice. It's everywhere you look. We are a nation of cowards. The entire conservative movement with the Republican Party is laced with cowards. Spineless people. The people in the on the ground, the people who vote, the people who come to rallies, those are the people that aren't cowards. They'd love to have the fight right now, as would I. Peter Ducey wasn't finished with LBLL, the little black lesbian liar, Karine Jean-Pierre. He asked her what the Biden brand was, because that's what was being sold, according to Devin Archer. Devin Archer talks about how he and Hunter Biden tried to profit off the Biden brand. What is the Biden brand? I'm not going to get into it from here. I'm not going to get into it from here. We're going to move on. I'm not going to get into it from here. That's her favorite. From here. Because I'm above you. So from here, I don't need to talk to you piddling peasants. Not from here. No, sir. I'm not going to get into it from here. She's not going to get into anything from here. <laughs> that woman, that it, whatever it is, I don't know if she's a woman or not. I don't know what she plays on TV. But she is a desperate liar. And she's she's downright sickening. She's hard to listen to, isn't she? But it's nonstop with her. She answers nothing. Absolutely nothing. I don't know how Biden even puts up with her. She's dangerous because she might blurt something out. Since she doesn't know a damn thing. I mean, she literally knows nothing. But she is one despicable person. Of that, I have no doubt. She couldn't even deal with the trannies in sports. Someone asked her about that. I don't know if it was Deucey or not, but somebody else asked her about the White House's position on these men who not only compete against women in sports so that they can stroke their own ego and win medals or, or perhaps a scholarship, but also get to gaze and, and, and sniff around at women in the locker room like Biden would do if he were in there, watching, staring at these women while they undress. So that would be a logical question. What does the President of the United States think about that? Isn't he a family man? The little black lesbian liar responded this way. It's a complicated issue, and there are a wide range of views on this. The I Department of Education. Daughters, does he care that girls are allowed to compete in sports without I just, fear I, of injury? Just, does he think it's fair for girls to have to compete against biological males? I just answered the question. It is a complicated issue. It is truly a complicated issue with a wide range of views, a wide range of views. There is no yes or no answer to this. It is complicated. She thinks it's to repeat something twice that makes it so. There's a wide range of, of of opinions on this, a wide range. It's a complicated issue. It's complicated. It's just complicated, she said. Pierce Morgan, is it complicated? No, it's not. Uh, Look, 
I watched that press conference live, actually. And apart from the fact that she is uniquely irritating, that press secretary, um, her inability to answer a straight question and then to pretend that somehow this is a really complicated issue and there's no easy solution. It is not a complicated issue and there's a very easy solution on the issue of trans athletes and women's sport. It is demonstrably, biologically unfair. They gain an unfair advantage that I would compare to doping. And the only sensible solution to that is to ban them from women's sport. It's pretty simple. It's not complicated. There's not any group of, of, of responses to it to resolve it. There's one resolution. It's very simple. They're banned from competing against women. Nothing complicated about that. She's so pathetic. He's right. She's uniquely irritating. That's not a good description of someone if you're uniquely irritating. But he's right and she is. And the media continues to, I I guess, advocate for these men beating up on women. I thought this liberal group of psychos was all about women. I thought this media was out there to protect women's rights. The media is the worst thing that women could have in their corner. The media is standing by encouraging men to beat up on women and call it sport. It's pretty sickening. But that's what the media is doing. And as that uh, female reporter asked, Biden has granddaughters. Would he be fine if some guy came in and started staring at them in the locker room? Biden would probably say, well, of course, that's normal. I do it all the time. Are we talking about young girls? Because I really do that a lot. like to sniff their hair. But any normal, rational person wouldn't have that response. The response to that about their granddaughters, I have a granddaughter. I'd be livid if that were happening. I'd be the first one at the games screaming and yelling at the guy. Go ahead and throw me out. I don't care. I'll get my piece said. I won't have any regrets like Mr. Schmitz had when he didn't tell Biden where to go when he saw him. But out of the cl- shows you what a classy guy Mark Schmitz is, that in his grief and in his desire to tell Biden off, he bit his tongue out of respect for his son and the other families that were there. However, I have a sneaky suspicion the other families would have been 100% on board with Mark Schmitz telling Biden where to go at Dover Air Force Base right in front of all the cameras. But this isn't a complicated issue. That's another lie, and the solution is an easy one. And anyone who has daughters or granddaughters who compete in any kind of a sport will tell you that. Anyone who has a son will tell you, my son's not competing against girls. There's no way. Where are those parents, by the way? of these swimmers and these track and field runners. Do they have parents? Where are they? Imagine when that little boy was born and there was, congratulations, it's a boy, and then 18 years later, no, it's a girl. We were wrong 18 years ago. We thought that uh, little dallywagger hanging down was, was a sign of a male, but apparently we were dead wrong. And uh, 
our our son is now a woman walking around in girls' locker rooms getting a freak show. How hard must that be on those girls? Well, we've we've come to know how hard it is. And now there's a sorority, I think it's in Wyoming, that has one of these freaks get, trying to gain entrance into the sorority. The sorority girls, the sisters of the sorority, sued to prevent it, and a liberal judge threw it out. So now you're going to have a man living in a sorority house, again, checking out all the girls while they get undressed. We live in a psychopathic country. This country is nuts. Not even in Russia or places like that, China, do they allow that. In fact, they probably kill you if you try to do it. Only this country of perversion led by liberal perverts would that even be considered to be okay? What's going to happen at some point is the father or the boyfriend of one of these girls is going to say enough's enough and they're going to put a bullet right through the head of these perverts. That's what's going to happen. And then you're going to hear all this screaming and caterwauling from the liberal nutcases. The MAGA people did this. I couldn't be prouder to be a MAGA person. Couldn't be prouder. I know my parents would be proud if they were here. They'd be proud that I'm standing up for the right things that they taught me. That they would want this country to be great again like when they grew up. Like when I grew up, for that matter. Tulsi Gabbard recognizes what the media is all about. They just stand by. and They now are nothing but propagandists. And when she's talking about this Jacksonville murder and the liberals trying to make it a black-white issue, as Biden's done. The Associated Press, I know you remember as well as I do, back when the AP was a trusted news source that would objectively just report the news, just report information. They have now become the associated propaganda, seeing how they're inserting their political bias and political narrative, uh, writing pieces that sound a lot more like opinion pieces than they do just actually reporting the news, and especially in this situation how offensive and egregious it is that they're exploiting this terrible tragedy to once again advance their own political agenda, which is completely aligned with the agenda of the Democrat elite. They don't care about the people. They don't care about information. They don't care about facts. They don't care about the consequences, the devastating and dangerous consequences of their actions. We, the American people, we just want information. We want these people to show us the respect of being intelligent human beings, adults. We have a will of our own. We can draw our own conclusions based on the facts that we receive, but they don't see us as that. They disrespect us and our intelligence by by assuming that they can just feed us whatever propaganda they want and we're just going to soak it up. We're not that stupid. Carpe diem, Tulsi Gabbard. We're not that stupid. There's a strong case, a compelling case, that most of this country is illiterate. But most people aren't that stupid that they don't see these lies now as the lies that they are. They know that the media is dangerous. You see it in poll after poll after poll. I think the media's uh, rating of trustworthiness was like 17%. So people aren't that stupid. She's right. They recognize these frauds in the media. They know what they are. They're nothing but political activists. But I've got news for Biden and his gang of thugs. 
black men and women don't want Biden. They want Trump. I was told I was black and I should vote Democrat. I'm not doing that no more. We need somebody in there that's real. Not these, oh, these puppies like Biden. Biden is a puppet. Wake up, people. This government doesn't care about us. We need to get Trump back in office. Trump. 2024 guys this is the only way we are going to be able to survive black people have this not historically but recently has been brainwashed into thinking that we're supposed to vote democrat black people are really on the fence they don't want to vote for joe biden i would disagree with the last guy black people have historically been told and brainwash that they should vote Democrat. That's what it's been forever. That's why they haven't broken out of that mold, but they're starting to. And we need bigger numbers of them to wake up. 20% would be a golden amount, although I'm amazed that it's not 90%. I ask black friends of mine all the time, what have the Democrats done for the black community in your lifetime? And they always answer the same. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. They'll take credit for the civil rights uh, voting bill. That was Martin Luther King Jr. Lyndon Johnson wanted nothing to do with the civil rights bill. Nothing. He faced pressure from Martin Luther King Jr. And he knew he had to. And then you've got Nikki Haley, who is born of Indian descent. She, if anything, she certainly isn't racist. I don't like her ideas. I don't like her disloyalty to President Trump. But I would never in my wildest dreams consider anything she said racist, especially when she says that we fear heals up Harris in the White House because she's such an incompetent boob. So, of course, almost on cue, the liberals freaked out and they claim the only possible explanation for that, for Nikki Haley not wanting heels up Harris in the White House, is because Nikki Haley's a racist and she doesn't want a black woman as president. Well, first of all, that black woman is Indian. She has said so when she was sworn in as a senator. But that leads, of all people, Jamel Hill, one of the great racists of all time. ESPN has a prolific amount of racists that work at their network. In Hill's case, she no longer works there, but she did, and she rivaled Stephen Smith as the two biggest racists on the network. And she tweets out, part of the reason racism is such a terrible sickness in this country, it's not, is because politicians like her know they can rally a certain base with the fear of, oh my God, a black woman might be president if you don't vote for me. Then we want to act all surprised when the most hateful part of the base decides they need to act out on their feelings of hatred. Which, uh, which, which people acted out on this supposed feeling of hatred toward blacks? Has she ever been to Chicago? I think I saw a number that three, three black people were killed by white people in Florida over the weekend. 41 in Chicago alone. So I'm wondering if these people get it, and the answer is they do not. 
or they'd get it and they're too stupid to voice the truth or too uh, bereft of character to voice the truth. But Jamel Hill has always been a flaming racist who has nothing to offer society. This is not a racist society by any stretch of the imagination. And Nikki Haley wasn't going to take that bullshit lying down. This has nothing to do with Kamala's gender or Kamala's race. This has everything to do with Kamala's incompetence. That's what this is about. Every American knows that if Kamala Harris becomes president, we are in serious trouble of losing our country. I think we're in serious trouble of losing it already. If we haven't lost it yet, and we're close, we're teetering on the edge. You've got the idiots blaming climate change for the fires in Hawaii while a lawsuit has been filed against Hawaiian Electric claiming that they were the cause of it. Not, not some climate change idiotic theory, but that the electric company was the cause of it. And Vivek Ramaswamy went on with MSNBC's Andrea Mitchell, who made the claim of climate change causing the fire, and that was too much for Vivek to put up with. I can offer clear evidence that the number of climate disaster-related deaths is down by 98% over the last century. The number of people who died of hurricanes, tornadoes, heat waves, and other weather-related events in 1920, for every 100 that died then, then two die today. And the reason why is more plentiful, abundant access to fossil fuels and technology powered by fossil fuels. I can also tell you today, it is a hard fact, none of these things are disputed. Eight times as many people die of cold temperatures than die of warm ones. The right answer to all temperature-related deaths is more plentiful, abundant access to fossil fuels. Oh, they don't want to hear that. Oh, my God. Vivek, carpe diem to you. The answer is more fossil fuels. You could just see Andrea Mitchell's face. She's a lame brain, too. She's just sitting there. Oh. Those are all facts that Vivek quoted. That's the other thing about liberals. They never have facts. It's always them projecting their behavior on you. But there's never any facts. So if they did something horrifically, horrifically catastrophically wrong, they're going to say you did it. Incredible stuff, isn't it? And then you've got the desperation of Biden because he has no answers. He has no solutions. He has no nothing. He knows he's going to get his ass drilled in the election. That's why he's calling out all the cheaters. And he's even enlisting the FBI and the Department of Justice to do his bidding for him. He is a desperate man. So the last thing to do, stir some racial hatred in this country. Make everybody think that the Republicans, and especially those MAGA people of Donald Trump, are all racist and hate all minorities. Listen to him stir the racial pot. White supremacy is a poison. It's a poison. It's been allowed to grow faster and fester in our communities. Domestic terrorism rooted in white supremacy is the greatest terrorist threat we face in the homeland. The greatest threat. We have to act. We have to act. What is he talking about, have to act? Let's just say it was the greatest threat we face. What does he mean, we have to act? What do you do, go out and kill all the people you perceive to be racists? Because you'd be the first one shot. If that were the case, because you are a racist, you are a bigot. Every fiber of your body is bigoted. You hate black people. You've made that clear through your big mouth through the years.
But imagine him saying that. Again, did he comment about the black crazy man who murdered four white elderly people? Uh, elderly, not really elderly. They're in their 60s. Did he mention that when it happened? No. Did he mention the guy who said he proudly wanted to go into a church and kill as many as wh- 10 white people or more if he could? Black guy said that. Did Biden comment on that? Nope. So I guess black terrorism isn't the most significant problem we face in the homeland today. It's just white terrorism. White supremacists are the domestic terrorists. Gotcha. I think Biden is the most feared domestic terrorist in this country. That's what I think. And I think there's a lot of people in the top 10 right along with him. You know the names. They ring like cords. Pelosi, Schumer, Schiff, Nerdler, Cory Bush. The list goes on. Harris. It's a long list. But those are domestic terrorists. Make no mistake about it. Merrick Garland is a domestic terrorist. In the proud tradition of Nazi Germany, Merrick Garland is a terrorist. He uses all of the government that he can to weaponize himself and come after dissenters. Well, what do you think the Nazis did? What do you think Stalin did? These aren't crazy off the top of my head comparisons. I studied Stalin's Russia. I studied Nazi Germany. It fascinates me that any one dictator can get an entire country to go along with him. Mostly it's because of the apathy of the citizens. And these dictators count on that. And that's what Biden's doing. Through Obama. Actually, Obama's doing it through Biden. But that's what we have in this country. But hey, no, no, no. It is actually racism and climate change. Just ask John Podesta, who is some sort of climate guru now in the White House. When did he become a climate expert? Fauci, when did Fauci become a climate expert? Maisie Hirono, all of them blame the Maui tragedy on climate change. If you look at it, I mean, everything from the fire, the tragic fire in Hawaii to Texas, which had something like 75 days in a row, <laughs> over 95. I mean, it's completely, really amazing what's happened with climate change. Stop these disasters from getting w- even worse. We have to cut the carbon pollution that's driving the climate crisis. We very very much need to acknowledge that climate change is upon us. There are whole states, by the way, where you can't even use the words climate change because they still have a hit-in-the-sand attitude. The Inflation Reduction Act provided some $300 billion to combat climate change and and to uh, move us away from continuing reliance on fossil fuels. I love these people. I look at Podesta's resume. He's a lawyer. He went to some school for his bachelor's degree called Knox College. Then went to law school. Where where does any of that vault him into the position of some climate guru? He's not. He just needed another political hack job because he is a political hack. That's exactly what he is, a political hack. And in the proud tradition of Hitler and Stalin, Wuhan Willie is a guy who's had his political opponent arrested. 
Think of all the times you've read when you were in school about Nazi Germany history or Stalin's Russia, and you read about those dictators imprisoning or murdering their political opponents. And you thought to yourself, man, thank God I live in this country. But all it took was Obama and Biden to stand that theory on its nose because now that's what we do. Now we have political prisoners. We arrest our political opponents. That's what we do in this country now. You can't deny either one of those things. Facts are facts. I know facts get in the way of liberals because they like to lie. So Biden, who claims that white supremacy and domestic are the, is the gravest domestic terrorist threat we face today, needs only to look in the mirror to find the real racist. It's awful hard as well to get Latinx vaccinated as well. Why? They're worried that they'll be vaccinated and deported. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? Unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American yeah. who is articulate and bright and, and, and clean. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to take this guy. He thought in his demented, racist, bigoted way that was a compliment to uh, Obama. He's the first black guy who's been articulate and clean. I mean, if that doesn't scream, I'm a racist bigot, I don't know what does. What more do you need? So Biden, the people you're talking about when you talk about a white supremacist, who's a grave danger to this country, you're talking about you. Look in the mirror, dude. It's you. Listen to those words. Those are your words. You're that guy. Now, the other day, he started mumbling his way through some nonsense again. Hard to figure it out what he's trying to say. But he starts bringing up some shooting in Jacksonville where five black kids were murdered. Now, of course, you start scrambling to find that story because nobody could find it. But listen to him mumble his way through and get around to book banning while he's at it. And so we have to act against this hate fuel violence that we saw what's happening there. By the way, almost five years to the day that five young blacks were killed in Jacksonville five years earlier at, the, at, a, at a gun, not a gun shop, a, a store they were doing a, um, kids' toys. Um, and, uh, but you know, and we have to speak out that uh, there's a whole group of extreme people trying to erase history, trying to walk away from it. I mean, the idea that we're sitting here, I never thought that I'd be president, let alone be president, and having a discussion on why books are being banned in American schools. And, uh, you know, as administration, we're going to continue to march forward now, I know it's hard to follow because the gibberish just keeps getting worse and the lies keep getting bigger. Megan Kelly was weighing in on this. Megan, can you please translate what you just heard? 
So we actually tried to translate it, and my team thinks he's referring um, with that muddled statement to something that that did happen back in August of 2018. There was a shooting uh, at the Jacksonville Landing. A gunman opened fire at a video game tournament at the Chicago Pizza Restaurant targeting rival gamers. Not at a gun shop, not at a store, nothing to do with kids' toys. Two were killed, not five, which is what he seems to be suggesting there. Eleven were hurt. One uh, victim was black, one was white. Not five young blacks, as he says there. We could keep going. So what I did manage to discern was 100% counterfactual, (laughs) to be charitable in my own terminology. And the rest of it, I couldn't make heads or tails of. I like counterfactual. Let's let's go with that from now on when we're talking about Biden. He's counterfactual. (laughs) So it wasn't five black kids. It was one white kid and one black kid. It wasn't a toy store. I mean, the guy can't get anything right, and he makes it up because he wanted it to sound more racial. You know, if I'm going to call everybody a bigot, i got to have five dead black kids shot by a white guy. Yeah, but, uh, sir, only uh, one black kid died and one white kid also died, and that's it. Yeah, well, I don't care. It's five black kids, and that's what we're going with. It's unbelievable. And this book banning... Victor Davis Hanson, would you please address the book banning claims of Biden and his liberal liars? Ron DeSantis was trying to do, along with Glenn Youngkin and others, was in Virginia, was just simply not have a pornographic, graphic novel type of literature that portrays transgender or gay sex uh, for minors have have that accessible, and then not teach critical race theory, which says that all things can be explained by racial bias. And the people who are trying to ban books, that was the irony again. I mean, nobody on the right said, let's ban To Kill a Mockingbird. There's a lot of school districts that ban that. They ban Tom Sawyer. They ban a lot of Mark Twain's work because of the N-word, which is not used pejoratively, but just part of the dialogue of the time. So, again, it's that projection so let's let's get this understood once and for all. Ron DeSantis banned no books. He simply removed books of perversion from young children's libraries at school. The liberals banned To Kill a Mockingbird and Tom Sawyer. Banned them. The projection of their behavior onto us is mystifying illiterate, and aggravating all at once. It's mystifying because you think to yourself and scratch your head, where'd that come from? Clearly not the case. It's aggravating because you know that you're not banning any books. But it angers you because you know that they are. They're banning books and accusing other people of doing it, and nobody is. Just them. Taking books of perversion with graphic sexual material out of a grade school's library is, A, first of all, not banning the book. You're just removing the access to it in your library. That's it. You can still go get the book on the street corner, down the street, at the bookstore, anywhere. It's not banned. Go try to find To Kill a Mockingbird. By the way, not only unreasonable in banning it, It was a great lesson, a great story, a classic. 
Only the liberals ban classics. But then again, when you have a brain matter that's the likes of Gina Raimondo, the Secretary of Commerce, quoting Joe Biden, anyone who quotes Joe Biden other than to mock him is a complete buffoon. And Gina Raimondo fits the bill when she quotes Biden and how we can get along with China. I just want to say something that President Biden says every time I'm with him and we talk about China. A growing China, a growing Chinese economy that plays by the rules is in all of our interest. <laughs> okay. A growing China economy is in all of our interest. If it weren't for the tariffs that President Trump put on China, they'd be running us out of business. Incredible. How stupid is that woman? By the way, didn't she kind of sound like Heels Up Harris? That nasally twang? So Gina Raimondo, you take the the, the, the medal for the day of saying the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You're quoting one of the dumbest people that ever lived. You're quoting a walking, talking illiterate who happens to be a bigot and a racist. And she's quoting him. And it doesn't take an expert on China to know that that comment is total bullshit. It doesn't. Anyone who thinks that a growing China economy, I love her caveat, when they play by the rules, because China's known for that. What are you, in third grade? Uh, A little Johnny, a teacher, wasn't playing by the rules. Can you please slap him? That's what these people sound like. They sound like toddlers. A growing economy in China, when they play by the rules, is a benefit for all of us. First of all, whether they played by the rules or not, no, it's not. But she's too stupid to understand that. Incredible stuff, isn't it? But maybe not as incredible as the former prime minister of Australia, who was asked to define what a woman is. Now, this is the Supreme Court question of Ketanji Brown-Jackson, asked by Marsha Blackburn in her confirmation hearing, that seemed to stump the wannabe Supreme Court justice, and she couldn't answer it, claiming that she's not a biologist. So the same question was asked of Julia Gillard, who's the former prime minister of Australia. It took her four minutes to answer it. We're not going to bore you with the entire four minutes. We'll just play you a clip of the nonsensical, streaming, bullshit answer that this woman gave. What is a woman? I'm very happy to answer your question. In the UK, this has turned into a kind of gotcha parlor game. And I think we've just got to move away from all of that. (laughs) Asking you, what is a woman is now a gotcha parlor game, and we need to move away from all of that. We need to move away from asking an illiterate, single-digit IQ woman like her what a woman is. We need to move away from that. Because she she won't answer it. Now, you'd think that is the basic of questions. Probably that conversation took place with your child, boy or girl, at a very young, tender age when they said, Mommy or Daddy, what's a girl? If that was your son, your daughter might ask, what's a boy? Would you say to them, that's become somewhat of a gotcha Paula game. 
that we need to move away from. If you would say that to your child, you should have your child taken away from you. Julia Gillard, or Gillard, I don't even know how you say it. These are the kind of people that get elected to office. (laughs) Jimmy Fela, can you respond to that woman? She needs to be careful, because if she keeps failing to define what a woman is, the Democrats will put her on the Supreme Court. (laughs) This is the dumbest time there's ever been to be alive, because people who legitimately consider themselves feminists have declared war on themselves. Here it is really quickly. We could go through the clinical definition of an adult human female, but what everybody at home needs to know is there's women and people who dress like women. But dressing like one doesn't make you one. Okay, I was Superman for Halloween three times. My mom never threw me off the house because she knew I couldn't fly. Why? Because I wasn't Superman. Yeah, I don't doubt she wanted to. But the point is, it didn't make me Superman just to put on the costume. (laughs) I was Superman three times. (laughs) These people. I love it. If she's not careful, the Democrats will put her on the Supreme Court. He's right. That's the kind of answer they expect at confirmation hearings. Well, before we break, John Voigt, who is a patriot, the actor, he's always very eloquent in his speech. He's pleading with the American people. What are we to do? What have we become but a nation of destructive behavior? This is now a war, a war against all of us. The Biden administration is a corrupt mob, and the Obama administration fuels the cycle. Let me warn you all that this corrupt behavior against President Trump is the most disgusting scheme to try and keep him down. And this is a horror. This system now allows criminals to steal from department stores and all they say is to watch and not do anything. And this is okay to sit and allow these these monsters to destroy hardworking designers and retailers. My God. My fellow Americans... This is a civil war, and this is the time we must stand for truths. If we don't see this, you, your children, grandchildren, sisters, brothers, will all pay the price for this this default. My God, let us not beg, let us not steal, but allow God's truths to be yours and mine. Let us not hide our pride, but allow God's greatest truths to show the way. We must stand up for truths we lost, stand up for the gift that was given to all, the freedom that the American dream stood for. Carpe diem, John Voigt. Special stuff. Our phone lines are open 636-348-4460. After we come back from the break, our good friends at Window World have windows for you. Folks, i tell you what. I bet your window world down in Florida is at the ready. Supplies after supplies, they're going to need them. They're going to really need them. I can promise you that. But you might need them here. Hail storms come through here. Hail broke through my windows. I called Window World, 314-993-1800. 314-993-1800. And guess what? They came out to my house, gave me a free in-home estimate. They'll do it for you. Do it for everybody. 314-993-1800. They proved to me that they're simply the best for less. It's not just their slogan. They actually are. Price, product, the performance. Their, their people are so good at what they do. 
You'll be getting the preferred window of the Blues, the official window of the Super Bowl champion Chiefs. Now, those two athletic teams don't just get into business with anybody. They thoroughly vet that company because they don't want to be associated since they're a public entity with a bad apple. So imagine how closely they looked into Window World. And then they said, we want to be associated as a business partner with you. And so they are. Window World offers double-strength glass. That gives them a strength in their glass that is uncommon. But more importantly, they they give you a lifetime warranty that covers all parts, glass breakage, and labor. That's why they can give you that warranty is the double-strength glass. And a side effect that's good, my utility bills came down. I'm guessing yours will too. Window World windows do not let my air conditioning escape in the summer and the hot air coming in. It doesn't let my warm, toasty air in the winter get away and the cold Arctic air seep in. My air conditioner and furnace don't run 24-7, so I don't have to replace them. That's a lot of savings. And they offer 18 months same-as-cash financing with approved credit. They might question me and say, Kevin, how much does it cost? Well, it depends on how many windows you want and what kind of windows, but If you take the windows from Window World, whatever the kind you want, how many you want, compare the same amount and the same window to the competition, we've done this, so have listeners, the price difference is dramatic in Window World's favor. 314-993-1800. That's Window World. 314-993-1800. Make sure you tell them that we sent you. All right, we'll be back with more of our show right here in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World Kings Court, right after this. There's a hole in this country where it's hard used to be. No glory is divided on fire and street. They say building back better, make America great. If that's a wave of the future, all I've got to say, stick your progress where the sun don't shine. Keep your big mess away from me and mine. If you leave us alone, will it all be just Countrymen dying in Afghanistan. They say, let go of Jesus, let government say. You can have back your freedoms if you do what we say. Stick your progress where the sun don't shine. Keep your big mess away from me tonight. If you leave us alone, will we all be just Shut down our main streets and they shut down our choices. Been a song. 
Welcome you back in on this Wednesday morning. Kevin Slayton with you. This is the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World, Kings Court. Glad you're aboard. Our good friends at Monster Energy Drink want you to give the best you can give. Be the best you can be. Do the best that you can do every single day. So it would be wise to start off with a nice Monster Energy Drink, a can. I do the sugar-free style myself. Ten calories, no sugar. But you can take your pick. It doesn't matter. You'll still get the same boost of energy no matter which road you travel with Monster Energy Drink. You'll still be focused more than you were before. You'll still be able to get through the entire day at top level, peak condition, ready to go, ready to succeed, just like Monster Energy Drink uh, athletes are that they sponsor. They throw big parties at the events. It's not just a drink. It's not just an energy drink, folks. It's a lifestyle in a can. And that's what Monster Energy Drink stands for. And they want you to unleash the beast in you. Monster Energy Drink. It's how I get through the days. Give it a try. You'll be happy you did. And it's remember, it's Monster Energy Drink that makes it fun. All the events they're surrounded with, fun. They bring your favorite bands to your hometown. The sporting events that they sponsor. You'll see the big green M right in the center ring of every UFC fight. Don't forget, sugar-free, just 10 calories, monster energy drink. Our good friends at Green Envy treat my yard all the time, my bushes, my shrubs, my trees. 636-757-1600. 636-757-1600. They'll help you too. 636-757-1600. I'm the envy of my neighborhood. Every time people look at my yard, they go, man, how come it's so green? You don't even seem to water it. Now, I should. Green Envy tells me to, but I don't always because I'm not paying attention. And yet it doesn't matter. The treatment they give my yard even allows for my stupidity. Pretty amazing. That's the way it goes, though. Green Envy. Can't beat it. All right, our phone lines are open, 636-348-4460. 348-4460. Have you seen this one? Corey Bush embarrassed us all again. You want to talk racist? This woman is probably the most racist female I've ever heard speak in my life. But she continues to embarrass 
the first district of St. Louis, uh, the first district of Missouri, and continues to embarrass all the people in St. Louis that voted for her, if indeed they did. But in the middle of a congressional speech by Steve Scalise, the House Majority Leader, on the House floor about a funding bill, and by the way, this bill wasn't uh, designed to benefit just white people. (laughs) It was a bill that passed pretty much along party lines, 219 to 211, Two Republicans voted against it, if you can believe that. But it won't pass the Senate. We know that. Nothing nothing that the House passes makes it pass the Senate. But any Republican funding bill, according to Cori Bush, as she screamed out, this was to fund military construction. It was to fund military construction, the Department of Veterans Affairs, the VA, and all those related agencies. So hardly anyone could form the opinion that this had anything to do with race. But as loudly as that big mouth of hers could scream, Cori Bush yelled at Steve Scalise, showing the class that she lacks, that his funding bills are racist. Your bills are racist, she screamed as loudly as she could. And then all chaos ensued. And she was unapologetic later. She put on Twitter, I said what I said. Yeah, we know you said what you said. You're a Hoosier, illiterate racist. That's all you are. You're uneducated. You're a stooge. And you speak like a moron. But that's what you are. You're ignorant. You're rude. You're disgusting. And you sicken me and you sicken all Missourians. You're a national embarrassment, and you make fools out of people from Missouri because you're so despicable, and you're an abject racist. The very thing you scream about is exactly what you are. And while she's a complete bigot and a racist, and her Democrat friends are likewise, Republicans are so pathetic it's scary. Marjorie Taylor Greene is furious that the Republican Congress is not unified in voting for an impeachment inquiry. Because, remember, there's a difference between an impeachment inquiry and an impeachment. In the inquiry, they're just asking members of Congress, do you think we should inquire about impeachment? It's not saying, do you want to impeach? But it gives them subpoena power on some documents that they otherwise apparently couldn't get. I'm okay with the inquiry. I'm not okay with impeaching him. I think that would be a bad idea because it just looks petty. You're never going to get a conviction in the Senate. Cleo is up. Good morning, Cleo. How are you today? Hey, Kevin. How's it going, man? Couldn't be going any better. I'm alive. It's a beautiful day, and you're right here on the show. Hey, yeah, you're right. Hey, thanks for that Cory Bush update. She is disgusting. Is, isn't a, isn't she something else? She's a disgrace to every self-respecting water buffalo everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the the rudeness of her it's not even her time on the floor she just screams all of the, uh, the the rules of the house all of the rules of etiquette be damned she just screams like the banshee that she is and yeah his bill had something to do with the veterans right right had, had nothing to do with race 
white, right. black, Asian, Indian, had nothing to do with race at all. But it's racist, she says. Well, you know, her original campaign, when she was running for for the House, one of her platforms, her main platforms was defund the military. Yes. Don't forget that. Yes, military, police, anything of any authority, she doesn't want it. Uh, and and uh, what I think they probably should do is put her in the military. <laughs> I think that would be wonderful. Uh, as you say, she had no intelligence. She was in child care for 12 years. Anybody that's in child care for 12 years wiping babies behind is a moron. <laughs> Unless you're really dedicated to the kids. And I'm sure she wasn't. Speaking of kids, this is what liberals, this is how demonic uh, liberals are. They don't care about kids at all. You know, this, this is trying to take away these filthy books out of these schools. Who, who can subject your child, your grandchild, to such filth? Yeah, and who would complain about someone coming in and rescuing the children from that disgusting filth? Only weird whack jobs who are perverts themselves. Yeah, like Biden. And, and don't forget when you don't forget Kevin when you describe Biden's perverse behavior. Don't forget that he showered with his young daughter. Yeah, you can never get past that. I mean, anything else. He could, oh, well, you know, I wasn't really sniffing her hair. I was just showing her some affection or some lie like that. But you can't get around showering with your daughter. I'm sorry. You can't get around it. And why wasn't he put in jail? He's really? a pedophile. He, he had the FBI search out the gal's diary, which was unauthorized use of the FBI, because they didn't want that made public. Of course not. I mean, this guy tries to, he, he uses every form of government, every agent, every corrupt agency in government to cover his own illegal, illicit, perverted behavior. He's a dictator and he's a Hitler. He's demonic. He's, he's not a kindly old fool. No. He's demonic. The I'll, devil. I'll say this in Hitler's defense against Biden. So far as I know, Hitler wasn't a pedophile. <laughs> All the rest of them have the two of them have the exact same traits, but Biden trumps Hitler. Well, yeah, him and Eva Eva Braun did some really, really weird things, though, Kevin. Well, they're weird, but she was of age. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to, talking about perverts like this, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's 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 funny because if you don't laugh at it, you want to you want to just smack yourself silly that this guy's running this country. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. Hey, these issues, these election issues uh, concerning Trump and and all these defendants, the issues are getting kind of complicated, which I think what the uh, prosecutors are relying on. Most of these jury members are too idiotic to understand all these issues. Well, I think you're confusing what's complicated with um, trannies playing women's sports. Uh, That's what Karine Jean-Pierre said was a complicated issue. Very complicated, yeah. she said, and it just has a wide range of answers or thoughts. Even though it's not complicated, it has only one resolution. But you're right. The legal issues at stake in these cases are are very complex, and there's very many of them because when you throw the kitchen sink at the wall and hope something sticks, like these imbecile prosecutors have done, then there's going to take a lot of lawyering, a lot of legal fees, and that's what they're trying to do. Remember, they're trying, A, to stop Trump from running, and B, to bankrupt all of his uh, people that surrounded him so that no one will want to work with him again. Exactly. It's, it's, it's terrible. And, and I can just see these jury members, you know, 
you know, half of them are probably dishwashers or something like that, trying to understand it. They'll just, they'll just get the orange man. Get the orange man. That's all they know. Right. That's all they know. That's all they want to know. They don't even care the, you know, the, none of these cases will ever result in convictions at the appellate level. So they don't even care about that, though. They want a corrupt jury, so they file it in these uber-liberal areas. And so if they can just get a quick conviction and let that ride through the election before the appeals process plays out, then they can use it against Trump in the election. It's all yeah. about election interference. That's all this is. Nothing more. It, and you'd have to it, be an idiot not to see it. You'd have to be an idiot not to see it. And the people bringing this up, this this Alan Brown, this fat, fanny-ass Wallace, whatever her name is, they're just doing it for, for, for the fame. They want to be historic figures. Oh, yeah. They love their 15 minutes. Can you imagine what Fanny Willis and Alvin Bragg are telling their children and then they'll tell their grandchildren someday, I'm the one who got Trump? Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and one more thing I want to touch on, and you, you've touched on it, and Tucker has, and I want to touch on it. Tucker talked about, aren't you afraid that, uh, you know, you're going to – for your safety, Mr. Trump, aren't you afraid for your safety? And I want to ask you this. Uh, is there any chance he will spend time in jail uh, if they find him guilty initially? No. Okay, I didn't because think Because so. he'll immediately appeal it, and while it's being appealed, he'll be free. That's what I thought, you know. But I just wonder about this Atlanta jail, fame for stabbings and killings. Right, yeah. Keep in mind, he's got Secret Service protection no matter where he is. Uh yeah, well, that's that's good to hear, but you know, you, 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 they could kill him. But if, no, no, if, if you're, I heard you say yesterday. Your your question, your point is a good one, because uh, after all, they killed Epstein in jail. So if they could that's kill what him, going to bring up. You know, they could Epstein him. They yeah. could Epstein him. Yeah, we could. We it's a new noun now. They are a new verb. They Epsteined him. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I invented that. I guess not. <laughs> He was Epstein. Everybody knows what that means, by the way. If you were Epstein, well, these th those people at that church the other day were Epstein. Well, thank you for bringing up the uh, Cory Bush update. There's so much, there's so much uh, hypocrisy and racism in that woman. It's just disgusting. She is really. And, well, she's one of the worst of them all. But I think that the you know people always want to hear what Cory Bush is up to. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what what about the you know this terrible race uh, racist? It was a racist killing in Jacksonville. This white guy going after these black black kids. It's terrible, you know. I got to admit it, and there's some outrage. Oh yeah, it as, is, as it, it should be. That's right, and 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 let's call that what it is. But let's right. also point out the black guy who killed four sixty-five plus year old white people in their neighborhood, and the black guy who went into a church and said, I wanted to kill at least 10 white people today. Let's let's talk about that. So if you can't talk about one without the other, but that's what Biden does. Yeah. And, and what about uh, uh, in Wisconsin not too long ago, this jackass in the Christmas parade runs over old ladies and, and little kids, white kids. Yeah. Let's talk that about that. Fair. By the way, whatever happened to that story? I think the guy is still alive. They haven't, I'll they guarantee haven't he's still alive. Yet. And I'll guarantee you he hasn't been convicted of anything, at least yet. I know he acted up at the, at the trial, the initial trials. He acted like a jackass. I don't ever recall a conviction coming down. I'll have to look that up. I could be wrong. I mean, that that was an awful, terrible, most racist thing you could imagine. And there wasn't much outrage no. from the media. You didn't hear them call that a, a racial hate crime. Going after little kids and old old, old white ladies at a Christmas parade. How disgusting. 
The, the day that Obama and O'Biden are silenced will be the day that race is never brought up. Those two are the most incredible race baiters and bigots. They make Al Sharpton look like a beginner. It's disgusting. And, and they're getting Cora Bush finally on on uh, all the money she gives to her husband and the soon-to-be husband for the bodyguard stuff. How many hundreds of thousands of dollars that, that she used to really – uh, enrich herself. Yeah, how would you like to be her husband? First of all, the guy's really low on the on the IQ level. But, <laughs> but how would you like to come home to that? Holy <laughs> cow! Well, you know. By the way, here's a, here's about- a here's a piece of information for you, Cleo. Our uh, director of research sent it to me. The Secret Service has the authority to empty out the entire Georgia prison if that fat ass Fannie Willis ever put Trump in there. So wow. He would not be in any fear for his life. Very interesting. Very interesting. I wonder where they put them. I think what they should do is empty the prison out and send them all to Fannie Willis's house. <laughs> Let her house all those corrupt bastards. That yeah, would be she great. Made a number, yeah, she made a number of procedural mistakes. She, you, don't, you don't even think she's a lawyer. She's so stupid. She really is stupid. I mean, the, the good lawyers are going to eat her up. They'll eat her alive. She has no chance. Bragg has no chance. I don't know who's dumber, Bragg, her, or Jack uh, Smith. These are three real stooges. Yeah, what about this uh, former, um, what's his name, uh, Attorney General that, that uh, Trump had? Jeff Sessions or William Barr? Barr, Barr, Barr. Okay, yeah, I forget the name. Yeah, you know, with all this obvious election interference that we're seeing with the, with the implications of, of uh, Trump, how come he's not yelling about that? You know, he uh, Barr claimed there wasn't any, but he never yeah, investigated. In fact, as we found out later, he ordered his people in Pennsylvania not to investigate it. And then you hear John Eastman say he has overwhelming evidence of election corruption, as did Sidney Powell, and no court would hear it. That right. that information is going to come to light. It, it has to. I don't know. I don't know if the history history books are going to ever ever print that. Well, remember, Trump claimed that he had all of this evidence. He was going to release it at a news conference a week or so ago, and then he didn't because he said his lawyers wanted to use it to incorporate in their filings in court. So I guess we'll find out then. But I'm disappointed that he didn't do it. I think he should have done it after he said he was going to do it. Well, we we would all like to hear it, but but maybe the best strategy is to hold it off for it. Hold off on your big guns until you have to use them. Well, if you have, if these are big guns that are going to shoot this case to smithereens, then I agree. Yeah. All right, well, keep up this wonderful program, Kevin. I really enjoyed it. It should enlighten everybody out there. Well, thank you, Cleo. I appreciate it. Thank you for your input. You're, oh, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Yeah, I, I mean, the information is something I want to hear. Sidney Powell, I wanted to hear her information. But these courts, these jackass courts, all these liberal judges, and some Trump judges and some Republican judges, you heard John Eastman talk about the concept of latches. You know, they tell him, well, you can't file it before the election. Well, you can't file it after the election because just because your guy lost. Well, when can you file it? And why would you file it except for your guy losing? I'm pretty sure if they declared Donald Trump the winner, you wouldn't have heard anybody uh, talking about filing lawsuits from the Trump camp. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't get it. But there's no getting it.
because it's just too stupid. Phone lines open, 636-348-4460. 636-348-4460. Corey Bush. That's a good one. How about, the, how about Denver? Now, Ferguson pulled something like this with Michael Brown's family. I think they gave Michael Brown's family something like $1.9 million. The city of Denver has reached a settlement for $4.7 million with more than 300 Black Lives Matter protesters that were arrested for violating the city's emergency curfew in the summer of 2020. So let me see if I understand this. People break the law, call themselves Black Lives Matter people. They break the law. They're arrested for that. Then they file a class action lawsuit and accuse the Denver Police Department of using the mayor's emergency curfew order to get them against police brutality. What? What What in the world is going on? What is going on in that entire disaster? Good morning, Doug. How are you? Kevin, I'm doing great. And normally I don't call you back this quick as I called you Friday, but... um... The Laura Ingram thing got me so pissed off. I'm so glad you covered that this morning. Um, I was really looking forward to Eastman talking. And, uh, of course, Laura went um, Hannity on him and interrupted him. Constantly. Um, and, and um, um, you know, he, she made the comment, no fraud, fraud or illegalities. And I was glad he pushed back and said, oh, I, I got I to gotta push back on that. And then, and well, then she he said, when, 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 he, when he said, Doug, I have ample evidence, she interrupted him and said, well, I haven't seen the evidence, and I want to see the evidence. First of all, who are you? Who do you right. think you are? Who is she? Yeah, I mean, are they going to call you? Oh, let's call Laura Ingram with all this evidence that we've got here so that she can pass judgment on it and make sure it's okay. I'd like to see the evidence, too. So would you. And they'll, they'll show it to us well, in due time, is my guess. And Eastman pointed out the Pennsylvania issue, and she said, well, you knew that was dead when Roberts entered it. Well, wait a minute. That doesn't mean it wasn't valid. That doesn't mean it wasn't illegal. Yeah. It's just it just, just uh, Roberts refused to hear it. And then she says so – she, she kind of just made his point. She says they didn't have any good lawyers on the ground there, and he pushed back on that too. We had plenty of good lawyers. Yes. Yes. We were denied. Um, I don't know if you read the book – if you if you read the book Rigged by Molly Hemingway, she goes through in detail everything Trump's people and all these attorneys did prior to the election, trying to stop this Mark Elias and all this crip, and and they were just got pushed back all the way through, and that, and to me that's why Trump knew it was coming, because they they were fighting they were fighting like hell to stop all this crap. Now, tactically, did they make some mistakes? Maybe, but they were on it. They were on top of that. But not only were but, they on oh, top of it, pissed off. They were, not only were they on top of it, but they got no help from the Republican Party or other Republicans. Right, right. Ronald McDaniel and all them could have did way more. And I, I still feel the Republicans have made a terrible, terrible mistake by just backing off this whole thing. They should have – the ones with guts should have said, look, we know there was problems. We don't have to get into it now. We know there was problems. But they all just kind of went – silent on the whole election fraud issue after after um january 6th which which really pissed me off but again i'm i'm oh by the way did you notice too she must have edited the hell out of that show because 
they would flip from both of them to just her, and then they would stop saying things and then go to another things just so quickly last night. They must. I'd love to see that whole interview unedited. I was really looking forward to it, um, and I recorded it and everything, but she just made a travesty of it. And I was having hope for her last week, Kevin, because she was really pushing back when they indicted Trump in Georgia. She was pushing back hard on her show. And then just to act like an idiot last night really ticked me off. But, Kevin, again, great job. Thank you for covering that. Thank you, Doug. I appreciate it. I'm glad you you saw it and you noticed all those things as well. I mean, it was uh, it was really an embarrassing performance by Laura Ingram, but she she is very much like Hannity in a lot of ways. She's not quite as annoying as he is, but then again, no one is. <laughs> I mean, absolutely, no one is. So um, that that's the sad part of that. I'm with I'm with him. I wish we could have seen it. The evidence, I mean, uh, the entire interview. I would love to hear the evidence, but Laura Ingram acts as though they should have run it by her first. What do you mean run it by you first? I'm not quite sure I understand that. Who in the world are you? <laughs> I'm telling you folks. We'll get let's let, you know, I, I wanted to get back to that Denver thing, but but first, let's uh, take Kevin, Kevin's call. Know. Hello, Kevin. How are you? Real quick. Let's go. Oh, we lost him. All right. Uh, we'll continue tomorrow right here, right here in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World, King's Court, only on kevinslaytonshow.com live, 7 to 9, but on this website, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, all of them, all of them, when you simply look for your podcast anywhere, you'll find us. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.